0: Oh yeah, oh there we go, wait, there you go, the chocolate chip burps, how y'all doing today? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast, I'm your host, the Rambling Viking, I'm also your producer, the Rambling Viking, and your special guest is, boom. The Rambling Viking. Anyways, just enjoying a little sweet treat. A little splurge from my carnivore diet, for those of you... For those 20 people who listen to my carnivore episode, I'm totally perplexing, but thank you. I was... I just, you know, periodically get on Anchor and check the the pod and see how it's doing. And I look and it says 20 plays and like... It spiked up. I was at you know right around one hundred eighty overall. You know, about like just just at six plays per episode, really killing it, guys. And it like jumped up to like almost eight plays per episode, two hundred plays total. I was like, whoa. And then I thought about it, I go, Oh, it's because the title was Turning the Tables on Diet, the Carnivore Diet, and so it probably appeared in some searches that way, which man, this is such a free flowing Podcast, it's not really regular yet because I haven't got ahead of the game. Oh, but we're still pumping them out when we can. And as far as the formatting of everything goes, it's all up in the air. It's all up in the air. We kind of took the whole structure idea that I had and just threw it out the window. I was like, you know what? I'm this isn't me, right? Because the point of the podcast was I got in this because I was like, I like talking, rambling, ranting about stuff. So I'm gonna talk and ramble and rant about stuff. And then, what ultimately happens is I start thinking, well, I should do this, this, and this. And I talk to some friends, are like, yeah, this more structure is better because then, you know, it's going to be well thought out. People are going to listen to it, which is true. Like when I was outlining out my topics and things and thinking about them a lot more, you know, it seemed to have a, a decent flow to it. But then I thought, wait a minute, I'm just doing what everybody else does and then the whole thing on i don't want it to be more than 45 minutes because i want to keep people's attention it's like wait a minute wait a minute but then i get in my car and i listen to three hours of joe rogan over the course of a week um meaning that's one episode but you know each time i drive i I just listen to a little bit more and i'm just like what i'm the point of the podcast is to break the rules do what you want do it how you want and if people decide they want to listen and you gain a following then good for you but if not eh, surprise, surprise, you're one of the billions of other people who have done this thing, and it, you know, it's just really for fun, so you can have a place to, you can have a medium and a place to push your voice. Well, yeah, I'm going to eat during this. It's like, how many people, how many YouTube accounts are out there? Oh, I have one, surprise. Not the rambling Viking, actually. I have buddies like, why aren't you on YouTube? And I was like, YouTube, from my limited experience, it's a lot. We have to get the audio file. We only get the thumbnail. And then we have to wait for it to upload. I'm like On Anchor, I can just record straight from it. Or if I do upload, it doesn't take very long. it's published. And it's so fast. If Anchor could submit to YouTube for me, that'd be awesome. But honestly, what's coming down to is it, kind of lazy. Well, I, I just don't see it as worth it, right? Because who listens to podcasts on YouTube? A lot of people I have before. But nonetheless it's more of an audio experience. And so it cracks me up when people do like it works and not to knock these people. But for me personally, it's like, why is this? Why are you giving me a visual? You're sitting here in front of a microphone. It helps, I guess for visual effects of like your expression and stuff like that. And Bert Kreischer does it where he's like in boxers in a hoodie, which is and holding it with his computer on his lap, which is funny. But other than that, it's like, I'm just staring at a person talking into a thing. And then hearing what they're saying, I don't know. It's not really appealing to me. Um, I, I, Joe Rogan's I do enjoy, but anyways, folks, we are day 10 of the carnivore diet. So far, I am in shambles, not because of the diet, but because of how I've strayed from it too much already. I thought I was going to be like 90-10 or 85-15 on it as far as meat to non-meat. And I'm closer to 60-40, honestly, which 60-40 is better than i you know, better than not, better than giving up. And there was a couple moments where like, I'm not even doing it. Why even start now? And I just go to myself, no, keep trucking along. Even though you screwed up, you know, just do better, do better, improve, 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 improve. And I was thinking, you know, that's a good that's a good point in general for life, right? Because you look at it and there's a couple plagues, if you will, of character. Oh, by the way, what I am eating, sorry, total random tangent, side note, insomnia cookie. Or as I kind of, my girlfriend taught me that, and, or said zombie cookie When for whatever reason, just because, you know, they're open super late. And I like it, so zombie cookie is fun to say. But maybe, oh, there's an idea. Maybe we'll open a competitor called zombie cookie. Nobody steal that. Intellectual rights, I have them. That's right. All four of you. You guys don't care. But, yeah, if you have not had it, it's delicious. I did find out one night, though, that my favorite cookie is the least popular. Because <laughs> they were out of it, and I was like, oh, it's really popular. And they go, actually, that's why we're out. It's, it's the opposite. And that's why we're out of it, is because it's not very popular, so we don't make a lot. <laughs> no, it's just like, why? It's the double chocolate mint. I love chocolate mint stuff. Mint chocolate chip is the best flavor of ice cream ever. So, anyways, moving on. Sorry about that little tangent, but you get the delicious duo. It's two cookies and a milk for like six bucks or something, which is expensive, I know. But these are deluxe cookies, and it's a nice little thing of milk. And, look, people pay it. I paid it. It's like, gotcha, doofus. But, delicious, try it out if you have one near you. They also deliver if you live close enough to one. So, if... You've got one in the vicinity. Go give it a try. So anyways, what I was going to talk about was there are several things that plague, and I wish I would have thought this through now. This is all hitting me right here. That plague, you know, our our society and I think the young and upcoming population a lot is A this weird group think mindset of social justice and equality in a lot of ways where it's like, nobody's allowed to have their feelings potentially hurt. And it's like, if you ever want to talk about anything meaningful, you have to take the risk of something. I say might not sit with you all the way. Like I it's delusion for utopia, I think is the best way to kind of encompass everything that we hope for. And that, that we look at diversity in the most shallowest forms in the form of your skin color And, and not the, not, not by the character, or the thoughts in your brain, which is true diversity and true diversity. Listen to me, which is, I think a deeper level and a deeper, more meaningful level of diversity that should go in conjunction with these things. But they look at that. And then one, one thing that really bothers me is when we talk about representation, we try and push these mandatory they call them affirmative action, and the the thing about anything that that comes from this mindset of pushing for this utopia, this perfect world, is people are wanting people. It comes from good intentions, right? They're, it comes from a good place. So they see an inequality, or when well, you know what they think is a disservice, or 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 not, you know, not fair. Which I'll get to that in a minute. And they're and they're like, we need to try and you know fix the system. But imposing things, instead of calling on people and trying to sway people to be better, which if you look at the civil rights, obviously, I mean, kind of like that was something where things need to be imposed. But it's now every little thing is an injustice and needs to be fixed via some type of draft action, either by a mob of people or, you know, the government or whatever. And it's just like, can we calm down? Like, that's the thing I hate the most is the hyperbole and everything. The moment after the Parkland shooting and they're talking about senators having blood on their hands, the NRA is the, is guilty for this murder. And I'm just like, and, and they're, they're making these vast judgments. And it, it's almost, it almost sets this precedent for like, Basically, you know, you know, my parents always told me, you know, never burn bridges in the in the metaphorical sense and the literal sense. They weren't like just metaphorically son that you go ahead and burn all the real bridges you want. No. They always told me, uh, you know, don't burn bridges and because someday you may need to cross back over that, you know? You may need that as a as a way to help you get to where you're going. And I've seen that play out first hand with a couple of people I know and worked with who they had an they had a very unpleasant exit and whether it was you know a seasonal job and it was in the end of the season or whatever and they had an unpleasant exit and then you know you have that remorse come back but then what that does is you kind of broke a bond of trust and got taken down a few notches and so then you're you're stuck because they can it's taking a risk letting you back and bringing you back or they're that bridge totally just burned. And they're like, you know what? No, we're not going to deal with those problems anymore. And uh, I've seen that happen a couple times in the last few years. And it's it's sad in some sense. But in other sense, it's like you kind of do it to yourself. So, I mean, passing these super harsh judgments and throwing around all these buzzwords and this general outrage. You know what it is? I, I don't think it's as widespread as possible. My problem is I'm kind of plugged into the narratives that, that watch this because I'm just – it makes me nervous right like it not, none of this really directly affects me instantaneously at this moment like causing me harm in my life which i don't think is a great standard it's if that's how you want to live then like yeah i'm live and let live but for me that's not the standard i want to uphold like because if you just don't worry about anything until it directly affects you a lot of times it's like too late you know, you have to catch things ahead of time. What's funny is I guarantee the people who are in this group of thought, that's how they think too. They're like, we have to catch things like at the roots level, but the problem is it's it's a misguided, not not very thought out arguments and things. And that's that's my biggest thing, I guess, is that with this utopian stuff is and most people will probably Generally, I feel like if I talk to someone about this, they'd say, Well, I don't, you know, I know we can't be a utopia because people aren't perfect. And it's like, Well, then quit trying to push things to a standard of perfection and utopia. And there's, you know, there's a disconnect where they may say, Oh, yeah, we understand. But then if you look at how they preach, you know, they're, they're preaching that, Oh, yeah, we, we get that people are, are flawed and not going to be perfect. But then if you watch what, you know, how they practice, you know, what, how it carries out in their actions and what they're actually doing, then it's like, no, you're definitely, that's the, that's, those are the actions of someone pushing for, you know, a, a society where people are perfect and everyone gets along and there's no blah, blah, blah. but you know, so that's, that's, that's one of the things and another, another big plague, I think, um, young people and I've seen, I've seen someone's bleed into me, like I'll, I'll have a thought or get upset or do something or something, you know, just something happens in my brain. And then, then I stop and I reflect and go, hold on, what am I doing? And realizing well, what the, this has an effect on me. That's the, and, and that's kind of the other point here is like, I'm all for live and let live, but you need to be on your toes, right? There's always that old, there's that old axiom. That's like, they came for, you know, the day laborers and I was not one. So I said nothing. And then they came for the, the religious people and you know um, I did not speak up cause I was not one of them. And then they came for the, you know, then they came for so, you know, CEOs and I did not speak up cause I was not one of them. And then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. And it's like, Whoa, the, the depth of that. I never really understood that. I had a poster of that in my house when I was younger, but I never understood it. Right. When then I start looking at it and when I was older and I heard it again, I was like, that, wow, that's crazy. So, It goes back to, like, hey, we need to – you need to be wary. Like, even though, even though you know, something may be happening and doesn't directly affect you, doesn't mean that it's not going to lead to an impact to you later down the line. Like, we need to watch out for our neighbors and not just the literal neighbors but, like, everyone else around us. Like, take up a little bit of responsibility. Think about someone more than just yourself, you know, and take a back seat for once. Like – that's so it seems it feel when I'm talking about this, it seems obvious and it feels like, oh, yeah, people would agree with you and say that. But then if you look at, you know, how we how we treat the social media and talk about ourselves and the, the quotes that we post and then the, just our actions, you're going to see we live we live in a time where like people are more self um, interested and individualistic than ever. And that's been the message and narrative that's been preached. And it's kind of, so when I'm sitting here talking about this, like put someone else before you for once in your life and I'm, and it feels like something that's foreign. That feels awful. Like I, I wish that was something that was more, felt more commonplace and maybe it is, you know, maybe I'm being a little cynical, a little bit negative, but I believe in people and I definitely think we, you know, some people say, Oh, this is, everything's gone to crap. Kids these days suck. Which always was funny because it's like, kids these days. Well, like, you're an older person. What did you do to help prevent the kids these days from becoming the, oh, kids these days? Oh, you just sat back and complained? Big help. Great help. No, but my general call is, you know, I, I just want people to try and be better. And I think the best thing we can do is love. And the funny thing to me is, you'll hear people preach love and equality, but then they have a differing opinion that doesn't. They come across a, a dissenting opinion that isn't what they think, and they they preach and then they attack it like it's this. You know, they attack it like it's a like it's a pest in your house, just reckless, abandon and just go to destroy. It. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, you. You turn into the exact thing you say you hate, and or that you aren't. So, interesting thought. Anyways, it's time for another bite of this cookie. Mmm, so good, so moist. They keep me in a warmer. So, it's a good moist, and this is so well made. And then they have the strawberry milk, and they have two percent whole, and then chocolate. Oh, so good. So good. But in breaking news today, I found out um, because I was doing a little video promo that you can use Sharpie to quote unquote paint your nails. And it actually doesn't look like absolute garbage. I thought it was going to look total trash. Like, all right, this is too obvious that these isn't painted. And then you get done with it and you realize, oh, crap, I just Sharpied my fingernails. <sighs> so hopefully fingernail polish works on is just like it does on fingernail. Po- fingernail polish remover works on Sharpie just like it does on polish. But we'll see tomorrow. We'll get that done. Anyways, big updates. I kind of updated the page. Um, and now, it, through Anchor, they have a monetization program. So, if you like what I'm doing and want to support me, then, which I don't know why you would, because I'm a lunatic, then, and want to hear me do this more, a little monetization, I wouldn't hurt. And I'm not sitting here asking you for bunches of money. I mean, dollar, quarter, anything, really. But, at the end of the day, I'm not even asking you for anything. Like, if you just want to listen, it's totally free. Listen. I don't expect this to ever take off or do anything i just want to enjoy this and that's the thing it's hard to keep in perspective sometimes it's like i get caught up and worried about what will people like what won't people like and i've never been so self-conscious as then when all of a sudden when i really start getting serious about podcasting it was so interesting to me because i'm such a go my own way beat my own drum type of guy but you know here we were trying to think all this stuff out so i think that's a good episode for today we will be back next week. Hopefully, I can get some episodes recorded this weekend, and should you know, should have a release for every day next week. But no promises, folks. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Go make somebody smile. Go serve somebody. Go give someone a dope high five. Viking out.